0: Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break on Unsafe Space. What is today? Friday, March 5th, 2021. I'm Carter and I am joined by Carrie Smith.
1: Hello, Carter. How are you doing? Good. How are you?
0: I'm hanging in there. Nice hat you have today.
1: Thank you. I approve of your hat choice. Thank you.
0: Um, just as a reminder, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to unsafespace.com slash donate, where you can give us Bitcoin or PayPal or vector off to Subscribestar or somewhere else. Uh, if you There's various support levels. If you go to Subscribestar, you can get your name in the credits, depending on what level you support us at. Uh, <clears throat> also, if you can't do it financially, you can just like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you want merch, you can, oh, I have some merch. Beverly will be happy when I advertise merch. She's our chief financial warrior. Uh you can go buy this shirt. Only 15 more days left to slow the spread. So you better buy the shirt now because it won't be valid 15 days from now.
1: Uh well <laughs> I'm excited to announce that we here in Texas have hit our 15 days.
2: Oh. So we are now open.
1: Nice. Yes.
0: <clears throat> I heard about that. I heard about that. And I heard I didn't uh I didn't look this up because I heard it this morning I was dropping my daughter off at school and I heard on NPR. Yes, I sometimes listen to NPR, that the hashtag I hate Texas or something like that was trending because of it. Yeah, I guess a bunch of Karens were like, how dare you allow people to have any kind of.
1: I did hear I didn't see this myself, but I did hear that there were a lot of kinds of posts from people who have moved here recently from California who were Hmm. saying, you know, I wish I didn't move here. And uh, to those people, I say say goodbye Yeah, (laughs) I hope that you're packing your bags and this causes you to leave, quite honestly. So, yeah, if that's what it takes, we never should have locked down in the first place. These people are saying it's too soon. I I don't we are on a different planet than me because I don't like you, Carter. I don't agree with the government telling people they can't go to work or they have to shut down their small business while these big box (laughs) chains stay open or telling you you have to wear a mask. You have no right to tell me that. So, I, it's
0: amazing to me that people can be outraged at being given freedom.
1: Yeah, That's
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you can make the decision yourself.
1: How dare you? What I did mm-hmm. see was, unfortunately, because the legacy media tried to make this partisan, and and they were successful in doing so. I think the whole COVID thing they tried to make it. Um, you know, how, no, how do you Trump get how do you get a large majority of the population to go along with authoritarianism? Well, you tell them that one side is for it and one side is against it and you play on this already ridiculous partisanship that that they stoke and so that's what they did they said well the left is for mass mandates and the left is for lockdowns despite the fact that i know many people on the left who are not but uh they said that and then sheep go along with whatever their tribe does and uh, i guess we're over here guys or i guess we're over here right and so so now because it's partisan, unfortunately, I knew that whenever they lifted it, if it was a Republican who lifted it, especially um, that you would see the the leftists make it a, a partisan thing and say, we're not gonna we're not gonna lift it in our stores. And I saw that a ton of posts in Austin, which is very woke and and very uh left. I saw a ton of posts from small businesses and in other, other types of businesses in, in Austin saying they're going to continue with the mask mandates and good. It should have been voluntary the whole time. Right. And yeah. you, as your business should have the whole time been able to decide if you were going to require masks or not. And, uh, if you have the balls to continue enforcing that policy, go right ahead and I'll continue not shopping with you and, but enjoy your cult, enjoy your mass cult and your religious garment that you want everyone to wear. Um, I will not be frequenting your store.
0: So, yeah. well, You know, it's takes a. It's actually not that hard to get. I think people to want to give up their freedom. You just gotta promise them a bunch of crap. I mean, you you have to about freedom versus safety, right? Like, well,
2: yeah, freedom versus safety,
1: the illusion of safety, and they also. um, I saw a a news report last night. Of course, the cathedrals putting out a ton of press about this, trying to make it seem unreasonable. And I saw headlines saying, you know, Texas governor puts everyone at risk and all this stuff, and. Um, one of the things I saw was an article where they framed it from the perspective of um, experts say that th- that this has been uh, that the governor is now making it harder for small businesses to keep themselves and their customers safe, um, not just because he's lifting the mask mandate, but because now it's going to be, they might encounter angry people at the door who don't want to wear a mask. And so, and the whole tone of the article was basically arguing.
0: At least they'll have a door. Yeah.
1: The whole, this is one of the things they said, Carter. They said, um, the whole tone of the argue was, article was saying that, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um,
0: <laughs> it was, it will, it's better for small businesses to have it, the mask mandate, because they don't oh, want to confront angry yes. people. Yeah. So the they were door. saying,
1: they were saying that, um, uh, that we used to be able to blame it on bu- business owners used to be able to blame it on the government and say, we're just enforcing the government mandate. And now they can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So you better believe in whatever you choose to enforce. All
0: right. You better have some personal responsibility. Imagine better, that.
1: Imagine personal responsibility. If you want a mass mandate, then you want a mask mandate. Imagine having the balls to stand up for what you bo- actually believe in. So if you want to enforce it, yeah, you should have to say, this is our store policy. Like grow up.
0: <laughs> like, yeah well the people so, who write articles like that have never run a business
1: and um, what they want to say but, is like oh it's not us it's the government doing it like but we fully support the government do- we fully support the government taking right. away everyone's rights and making the us the government do this.
0: giving cover to authoritarians worldwide yeah. since the beginning of time uh yeah wait wait uh i forgot we i did want to mention book club yes march 28th is our next book club it is the fourth turning by william strauss and neil howe and we've picked the book for the one after that is we alternate between fiction and nonfiction. the one after that is fiction it is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy it will be on may 2nd uh it's a fun read i don't know that there's a lot philosophical in it other than it's a fun read
1: and i've never read it so i'm excited
0: you will like it uh you will like it it begins with we'll call it a great purge Okay. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, uh, but yes. All right. Can we? We have super chats already. Can we throw them up on screen before we start losing yeah. them? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm in looking fact, I think right I now. already lost. Oh. I already lost the first one. Wow. Um, the first one is Aaron Goodman, which is he says to replace Dr. Seuss. There is a new children's book about Dr. Rachel Levine. Dr. Rachel Levine's life, The Emperor's New Gender. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Aaron actually super chatted that before the show started, and we can't put it up on the screen anymore. It's lost. But we can put the next one on screen. Uh, AW says, They will cancel you in a box with a fox, in a house with a mouse. Here or there, anywhere. Who is next? Do you dare? Unoriginal, po- unoriginal poem by Woods Walker. Well, thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you Woods I do love it. You want to
0: do the next one? <laughs> next uh,
1: one? <laughs> Let's see. Is it Azar? I think it's
0: Pirate Tomsky. Wait. Uh, they, they're it. in reverse order on this thing. So if you scroll down to Pirate... I'm, Carrie's using okay, a new tool. I've got so it. If you scroll down to Pirate Tomsky, you'll see that that's the one we're on. And then you move up Pirate
1: Tomsky says, how yeah. dare you expect me to think for myself? Looks at government. What should I do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jared and Baker.
1: Jarrett Barkley says, give sorry. the power yeah. back to the people. Hopefully the mask mandate is gone here in Ohio soon. Yes, I hope it is gone. It's gone in Missouri and uh, I think Florida. Did Florida ever even have one?
0: I don't know, but I think it's gone in Florida. Yeah.
1: TPS. Thank you. TPS says government, free choice. Everyone still wears masks. Yeah, a lot of people. See, here's what happened that that I'm worried about. And we've said this several times. And people who are mask Nazis want to mask holes, want to poo -poo this. But we don't know the psychological impact of of forcing this on people for a year and especially on children and small children. And I keep, I've heard from people say, well, children are resilient. Um, I do think children are resilient, resilient
0: abusers say.
1: Yeah. But I also think you can, you can heedlessly scar them and, and do it, do it callously. And, um, I have heard from parents whose whose children have higher anxiety now who, uh, are having one who, you know, is having stomach problems from anxiety because he's afraid he's going to get sick. Like, And I've seen some of the most disgusting posts from mask holes who are sharing stuff that their kids are saying without realizing that it makes them look bad as parents. It's not about COVID. COVID didn't do that to your kid. You did that. I'm not saying that. I mean, I mean in general, you're in this mask culture. You can't protect your kids from all of it but the type of posts I'm talking about are from people who are not doing anything to protect their kids. Like there was one woman who, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't go into that one. That was shared with me, not for public, not for the public, (laughs) but, but it was a woman who I'll just say very vaguely is being over the top. And like one of these types of women who I'm sure you maybe didn't see the post, but in Canada, there was a specific region where they were saying that if a, if a child tested positive, That they were, the government was saying all the other kids in that classroom had to be quarantined for 14 days from their family members, regardless of whether they showed symptoms or were positive or not. Yes. And there were mothers on Twitter, Carter, posting stuff like, it's so sad. I've been talking to my seven-year-old through the door and I gave him. Oh, no, Yes, Wait, did they take the kids away
0: from the families?
1: Yes. No, no. The the parents willingly put their kids in the other room and shut the door. But so you
0: could just lie and be like, yeah, they're quarantined.
1: Right. But a lot of parents were not. A lot of parents were subjecting their kids to this and then posting these tweets trying to get sympathy, saying, you know, my seven year old's been crying. I gave him a walkie talkie so he could talk to his brother in the other room. I told him the 14 days will pass quickly. It's like you're doing that to your kid. You're doing that. Covid's not doing that. You're doing that.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well, how would you like another Dr. Seuss rhyme? Would you like to read I'll Fight You Naked? I'll
1: Fight You Naked says, I do not like the woke I say. They canceled me, but yesterday I do not like them. In their face I will spit. I do not like them. Not one little bit. Thank you. By
0: the way, people are loving this Dr. Seuss thing because it's it. it, (laughs) Everyone always wants to make Dr. Seuss rhymes. And now there's an opportunity.
1: Um, I think all of the super chats today, you should make an attempt if you are giving one to put it in the frame of Dr. Seuss.
0: Should be a limerick. <laughs> or a Dr. Seuss right.
1: Yeah. Uh Azur says his favorite Dr. Seuss book is Horton. Here's a Cuomo victim. <laughs> uh <Trinoculus laughs> says without mask mandates, the authoritarians will have no excuse for horrible voting policies in our shadow president.
0: Hmm. Uh
1: those are the they'll, they'll come up in with in the NBC's, chat. Today.
0: Don't
1: worry, by the way. Hello, people. Um, Lady Gravemaster. Hey, Lady Gravemaster from Nerd Roddick is here. She oh, says cool. South Dakota never had lockdowns nor mask mandates. Governor Nome is legend. Uh, that's amazing to hear. I wish I had time to drive through South Dakota. I did in August. We drove up to Idaho and um, went through Montana and uh, Wyoming and out of all the states I went through, uh, Idaho, surprisingly, was the most open. And maybe it was just where I happened to go, but uh, it was amazing. We went uh, up near uh, Jackson. Oh, no, Jackson Hole was in Wyoming. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Anyway, it was right on the water. And you wouldn't have even known. Everything was open. Even the le- I-, I think for some reason, the partisanship that they've tried to... Uh, and still, around around your opinions on on mass mandates and lockdowns didn't reach idaho or something because even like the hippie crunchy granola leftist kind of stores were no mass mandates where i, well, I think
0: you tend to get people in idaho or in more rural areas that are less that are less susceptible to some of this i mean it's always major cities that where you have a concentration of political activism, right? You don't have a lot of activism in in the middle of Idaho ever. They're they're there cuz they want to live their lives and be left alone mostly, even if they're yeah. their politics are one way or another, they're, you know, just the nature of the person that lives there is is, you know, less likely to give a crap.
2: But I
1: told you about the the interesting old timer I met, right? This uh, in Idaho?
2: This,
1: yeah, so I went up to oh, Priest Lake, that's where we were. Went up to this mountain really beautiful scenery and there's a rickety old tower up there it's like a fire tower and this guy they have people they it's their job to stay up there for a certain amount of time and this guy self-selected to stay up there for six months he said he likes the he's been doing this forever and he likes the long runs but it's imagine it's like a lighthouse but for forest fires and you live up there and you're just keeping an eye on everything and he could yeah. see things I couldn't even discern he would say like do you see that smoke way out there? That blue smoke, that such and such. I'm like, I can't even see the smoke you're talking about. But he <laughs> knew, and he just lives up there at the top of this rickety tower at the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, reading mystery you novels. Know. You know, know. <laughs> what a Sometimes cool job. Sometimes society
0: makes me want to do that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, Pirate Tomsky. You want to read Pirate Tomsky's or you want Pirate me
1: to read? Tomsky says, I was chatting to my niece who's 16, and she's really anxious about going back to school next week pre-lockdown she was such a sociable person yeah that's what i'm talking about it has impacted people psychologically uh, children and adults and we don't know what the repercussions of all of, all of this is going to be yet we're still figu- we're still finding that out we basically you know the american population we've been a bunch of guinea pigs especially children and we've seen I the mean, statistics about the uh, the depression rates among kids
2: yeah, I, say, I we saw know a stat. Some things
1: it's up ninety seven percent. You know, suicide, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. all of all of these these things that that we've allowed to happen, so we can try and buy this illusion of safety. Yeah. That you I know mean, you should be making those choices on your own. How do, where what, is this the,
0: idea that kids are resilient? By the way, is that a, like I I just realized you're like you're right. People are like, oh well, kids are resilient. That's just a sentence. Is that based on anything? Mm. What are they talking about? Like, uh, what are they talking about? Kids like kids who are traumatized have higher instances of problems. Like, they, this is known. There's a whole adverse childhood experience score, which is measures your adverse childhood experiences and correlates to problems in adulthood. Where the hell is this stupid aphorism? Like, well, kids are resilient. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card for people who just want to – do whatever they want to children and have no concern for the consequences. I hate when, I hate when, like, I just realized that it's, that's a thing that I've not questioned before, that phrase. I hate when there's phrases floating around that we just don't question. I'm like, wait a minute, where the hell you get off saying that? What what are you talking about? Kids are resilient. What the hell are you talking about? They're not lizards. You don't cut their arm off and it grows back. Mm -hmm. They're not different. And in fact, they're impressionable. And we know that impact of their childhood have, long like we know that thick trauma in their childhood has long term impacts what the hell are you talking yes. about that kids are that kids are resilient <sighs> sorry i just i just no, realized this
1: now you have to think about that antonio <laughs> thank you sir says love your show didn't a lot of the big companies in the us trade with germany in the 1930s
0: yeah i mean i i think uh yeah i think a lot of them did i mean wasn't disney uh, D- disney himself i think <laughs> I I don't know if he was like overtly pro Germany, but like the Kennedys, uh, like yeah, lots of people. And World War II, there was also like, or sorry, in uh, on the Asian, the Pacific, uh, arena of World War II, a lot of companies that we do business with today, were Mitsubishi made zeros, made Japanese zeros. Like a lot of a lot of big companies that were around then, absolutely, you know, were involved in made money. perhaps the wrong side. Uh, made money, so not yeah. all of them. Yeah, but some of them.
1: Oh, oh, there are people certainly. in the chat saying, Hail, Lady Gravemaster. <laughs> um, Johnny Boy, Quick Draw. What a great name. Gives us a super chat and says, Locking your kid in the closet. That's what the mother did to the daughter in the movie Carrie. And that did not end well. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a great film reference. Remember that if only movie? Only kids had
0: superpowers. I love that movie. What do you mean, do I your remember that? Dirty movie? Pillows. It's an awesome movie.
1: Cover it's an up awesome your dirty movie. pillows. Uh Lieutenant okay. Cyver, thank you, sir, says there's a manga called The New Normal that shows what happens when a society changes due to the COVID religion. Oh. Oh, I would I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna read that.
0: Wasn't there that movie that was coming out about a virus? And I don't know if it ever did come out, but it was like set in five or six years in the future and there yes, was still lockdowns. Out. I don't
1: remember. I forget the name, but it's out. Okay. Yeah. Um thank you for that suggestion. And then the captain's log says so the house passed HR1. They're having their fun. They want to they want control of the people, but we'll soon realize we're not feeble. Wait, what is HR1? Are you is sure this- we're
0: not feeble? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Is HR one the one that we talked about about guns or no?
0: No, HR1 is the one here. I'll pull up the Wikipedia. I actually have it sitting here. <laughs> it's aptly named so all you have to know to hate it is the name of it because they name things the opposite for the people act.
1: Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, exactly. what in that? It's the for the
0: people act, Carrie. Um, <laughs> well we can, I, you know, I haven't really gone through it too much cause I don't normally pay attention to a lot of, uh, politics stuff, but it's about elect. It's primarily about elections. Um, there's some campaign quote, campaign finance reform stuff, uh, in here. There's, um, it's basically designed can you put it i think
1: wikipedia so i can see it
0: yeah i can put the wikipedia up it's not there's not a lot i mean we probably don't want to go through the entire wikipedia no but life. but um yeah so here's the, here's the for the people act uh let's see hold on let me sorry i'm going to get rid of this super chat that's sitting on the screen and i have to figure out how to do it there we go uh and we'll zoom in on this a little bit all right for the people's act So here are the the elements of it. So I think predominantly it's about, quote, voting rights. I hate that phrase, uh, but okay, It's about voting rights. Um, And it's designed here to make sure that everyone can vote at the spur of the moment, on a whim. They vote by default, basically. I mean, not vote by default, but they're registered by default There's a provision to get 16 and 17-year-olds pre-registered. So the moment they turn 18, they can automatically vote. They want you to be able to show up and vote right away. Uh, It's it's very much about making sure people can – uninformed idiots can vote who haven't spent the time to even bother to register. So – which, you know, is necessary if you're the Democrats. So, uh, not the not to get partisan it's probably necessary for Republicans as well, but more necessary for Democrats. It's necessary so
1: for the whole machine that wants us to believe in the system.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, a <laughs> I I I want to make French revolution references now but I'm I'm not going to. So, um, yeah, so it's this is about it's about that um they limit voter roll purging, which is what states do when they they go and see like oh, we, these people haven't voted for a while so we're going to Remove them; they're going to have to re-register. That kind of thing. It's it's aimed around that. Which uh, actually, the original version of this bill actually proposed DC as statehood, but that was separated out as a separate thing. Um, they've got a little bit of election security stuff in here, but not not a lot. Um, requiring voting machines to be manufactured in the U.S. That actually is this is that's one of those stupid. <laughs> this is one of those stupid requirements that conservatives are like, yeah, that'll fix the problem. Or the problem is that their voting machines are made in Canada. No, no, that's not the problem. Where they're manufactured really doesn't matter all that much who's manufacturing them and whether they're open source and everyone can see all the details that might matter, uh, but where they're manufactured kind of irrelevant. Uh, okay. Campaign finance reform so that you're going to have to disclose your taxes. Um, they're going to put money aside for people to run for office that we're going to pay for so the treasury is going to set up the freedom from influence fund which because of its name you know is the exact opposite it means uh the influence fund uh will be set up by the treasury so your tax dollars will pay to have stacy abrams run yet again uh so that's gonna happen ethics the ethics provision this sorry this one's about the taxes uh and stuff like that there's other crap in here statehood i talked about statehood for dc gerrymandering rules about congressional districts they want to have uh a committee of five republicans five democrats and five independents do jury do, do the um jurisdiction so, so
1: this passed stuff. in the house this passed in the
0: house um it was not so it was introduced actually during the last session like the last last congress and the republican senate was like nfw uh it's not even coming to the floor and but now it was reintroduced that's why it's hr1 it was just reintroduced by the new house um and the new senate will i assume uh like it right um biden biden likes it uh Kamala Harris likes it. So I, I think I think we can expect to, you know, it's not unreasonable that this would pass. I think it could absolutely pass. Uh, but that my, my knowledge of it kind of ends there. I haven't researched it. It's kind of superficial. That's what I know about it. If people in chat know specific details that are disturbing that we haven't pointed out, please just tell us.
1: Yeah, I would like to know so, more about that one. Um, yeah, Rachel, this is not a super chat, but Rachel D says did you see the video on Twitter of the mom telling her daughter that she gets to go back to school and they were both crying like out of fear. Okay.
0: Oh, out of fear. Yeah. I know a lot of kids who would cry if you told them they had to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's not what they mean. Okay.
1: And then uh, (laughs) Beverly, this is also not a super chat Beverly. Hello, mod. She says on the flip side, looking at it, Locking a kid in the closet under the staircase can sometimes have them be the boy who lived and become a really famous wizard. I don't know what that reference is, but Harry Potter. thank you. Even oh. I know. Oh.
0: <laughs> he lived in a closet. He's the boy who lived. He's a famous wizard.
1: I never read Harry Potter. Oh, okay. No. Azer, you need
0: kids, I think.
1: Azur says, one fish, two fish, Biden bombs this one, here, one, there, one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. Hermit Thrush. One bomb, two bombs. Red
1: bombs, Red bombs blue bombs. Two bombs. <laughs> Rainbow, Herm- <laughs> Rainbow bombs. Rainbow bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Hermit Thrush says, book recommendations sparked by your fire tower anecdote. Uh, consolations of the forest. The guy spends six months in a cabin north of Lake Bacay? Bacall. I don't know that lake. But thank oh, you. Yeah, f- I'm going to make a note. We have a long list of book suggestions for book club. I hope By the time I'm 60, we'll get through the first half of the list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We do have a we do have an active list that we keep. It's it's it is pretty long. We've picked the four next the the next four fiction books already, though, because we you know, kind of. So much going on. Marissa
1: Masterson, thank you. She says my daughter's school is back in back to in person, but they have started using snow days as remote learning. Why can't we let kids be kids on snow days?
0: Yeah, Because the last thing that they want kids to do is be kids. <laughs> They're trying to build activists. Uh, you want to do next Roger.
1: One, Roger says, Carrie, you rant a few weeks ago. RE, the Newsweek article was fuel. You're awesome. Friends on Facebook calling Texas opening a death cult. WTF. <laughs> when will it end? A death cult. You know what's been a death cult? Destroying people's lives Every for a year. Every time
0: socialism's been tried.
1: Yeah. But for a year, that's a death cult. They are in a cult. You know what you can say to those people who, who are trying to say that us opening up and living like normal is a death cult is like, who's the cult? I don't I don't have the religious garment. You do like you're the one <laughs> you're the one wearing that that religious mask.
0: Well, it's also uh, the it's it's the, the other thing that's funny about it to me is it's the complete opposite. Like there aren't any rules. You make your own decisions. That's
1: a cult. That's a cult. No, but you that's can the choose. opposite of a cult. It's the opposite of a cult. You can choose if you don't want to go to work, you can choose if you don't want to open your business. Right. You can choose if it if at your business you open it, but say everybody has to wear a mask. It's all up to you. You can choose if you wear a mask, you can choose if you don't. Amazing.
0: <laughs> the left is either really stupid or just they've got some balls on their like descriptions of things. They
1: just That's a like, cult. That's a cult. No it's it's projection it, it, like you said they I name know, things the opposite of what they are and they do they 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 whatever their behavior is that's what they accuse you of it's funny it when people rightly started calling them karens for turning in their neighbors and snitching and reporting people for going to work and they they tried to flip karens and say that people who believe in you going about your business freedom. and living your life freedom of choice and you choose what to do with your body that those people were karen's it's like you don't understand what a karen even is the game
0: well, they did it with gaslighting too but i i think um i think the thing you have to remember is their mentality i mean i'm really wanting to talk about the french revolution now their mentality is you always follow some leader. There's always authority telling what you, what to do. We follow this authority. Hey, that guy's saying something else and you like it. So you must be following his authority. Mm-hmm. That's your cult. And it's well, like, that's like, when they. no, yeah. that's not how not everyone follows a leader.
1: That's like, so I have some, uh, anonymous, uh, I don't know, people who hate me. Uh, Who, I don't know what you call that. (laughs) They're not trolls because trolls are funny. Trolls, like they try and provoke a response through comedy uh, or through being absurd, right? Or Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, but anyway, I have some haters and one of them will consistently create sock puppet accounts on Instagram and will um, leave like comments. Like mean, just ridiculous mean comments. But they don't know me very. They clearly watch Unsafe Space. Whoever this is, but they don't. They don't seem to watch it closely, or they don't know me enough to know what would actually hurt me. Um, so they're they missing
0: the mark every time. They're missing
1: the, the mark. They're saying the things that would place. probably hurt them. So they're just assuming wrong. Right. Um, but one of the things they said in their last anonymous comment was they they called me a MAGA Trump train person or something. <laughs> And you're making me think of this because like you said, they will just automatically assume I must worship at the altar of Trump or something uh, because he and I share some opinions on things. What? Or because I, because everyone worships at some altar. Right. But they don't, I I worship God. (laughs) I don't, I I actually agree with them that we all worship something, but they don't even look close enough to see what, what it is and who it is and what I follow. And, um, and by the way, like, have you ever seen me in a MAGA hat? I mean, I have friends who wear MAGA hats and stuff. So no problem with it. It's just not me. But, you know, I don't I don't even understand that because it's like if this is the this is a very tepid Trump train. support. I'm not doing it right. If that's what you think I am. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. I don't know.
1: Like, that's kind of funny. That's um, okay. OK.
0: That makes you a MAGA supporter. All right. You want to do the gay rascal?
1: Uh yes, the gay rascal says one of Hitler's favorite films was Snow White. <laughs> Is that a joke?
0: <laughs> I sounds like a joke, but I I part part partly I would want to believe that it's true. I don't know. <laughs> it, I it could be true. I don't think it's true. I don't believe Snow White was out. Uh, I was listening- it wasn't a film when when it, yeah. it, it, it's it's anachronistic. They- it can't be, but it's it it's still be. funny.
1: You know, I was listening to some 1930s music yesterday and which is really beautiful stuff. And I was actually thinking about that movie. Um, okay. Tweegirl, girl, IBM, the company that created punch card technology for Hitler's third Reich will be creating a digital health pass for citizens of New York. What is that? true? Well, we
0: need someone needs to create a digital health pass, right? Tweegirl? girl. I don't know. I haven't heard about that, but that's not surprising. Um, is it actually is it just a proposal or is it has it actually been uh, agreed i don't know Cause that would be that would be interesting i don't we've talked about the the um, chinese what's it called damn it social credit system um and and china does have health passes like that if you if you want to go into restaurants in certain cities you've got to show your your phone and show that you have the covid thing or what like you're you're all good to go uh and that's absolutely where we're gonna go as a society in the u.s i mean there's no you can already see it you're not going to be allowed to get on flights you're gonna um you know you probably won't your kids probably won't be able to go to school uh there'll probably lots of things that will restrict you um and they'll then they'll use it you know they'll use the googles and facebook's and everyone else to to help Um, Do you want to do Kimberly's Meadow?
1: Yeah. Can Uh, I tell you for a moment of frivolity, a funny personal thing about the, about the anonymous hate that I get sometimes?
0: Sure.
1: Uh, I don't think he'll mind me saying this. My fella is a musician and he has, there's a woman who kind of stalks him or used to. And you know, when like start like people who are disordered, they're like, can be obsessed with you, but then also do things to hurt you like anyway this person has in the past created sock puppets and sent hate mail and stuff to his previous girlfriends and for years this person has been around for a long time and so one time he told me about this person he was like just keep an eye out in case you ever get any kind of anonymous like you know hate and i'm like that's got to be funny for the stalker if they are sending me stuff because i already get so much anonymous hate i can't differentiate yours So <laughs>
0: like,
1: <laughs> it's ineffective. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's don't other know. people who said me stuff.
0: Plenty people hate me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like it might have been, might have affected the previous girlfriend, but I'm just like, well, I don't even know how to tell that apart from the rest of it. <laughs>
0: <So>. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're doing something right, then. That's what. That
1: yeah. Is. Okay.
0: Kimberly's Meadow says, Family Court says kids are resilient all the time as they inflict purposeful harm on kids. Yeah, well, that's a convenient convenient slogan for them, isn't it? Yeah, kids are resilient. Therefore, screw you, kids. Uh, You'll get over it. You'll get over it. All right. uh, What's the next one? The next one is Thundercats Who (laughs) says... Try saying "super califragilistic What? Well, like we've never seen Mary Poppins? <laughs> Come on. Uh, TPS says YouTube is of girl crying in joy for school, not fear. Oh, she's they're in joy. They're crying in joy. That's what I was assuming. You're saying they were crying in fear. This person saying that video, they were crying in joy because they get to go to school.
1: Oh. That's that oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, see, I'm, I just now assume it's like people's emotions yeah. are so high.
0: Uh, <laughs> Austin Trammell says, hope New Hampshire follows Texas. Luckily, most gun stores here don't give an F about the masks, and it was lovely. Yeah. Mandy says, go, bot, go. Mandy is our Russian bot. She's our resident Russian bot. Or, or does she say you're our resident Russian bot, Carrie? I don't remember.
1: I don't know. I, you know, I have been called a Russian bot.
0: I know. which and is Mandy might be the, the labeler of Russian bots. I'm not sure. Do you want to do the next one?
1: Is it Lutra?
0: It's Gary Thomas right below Lutra.
1: Oh, Gary. Hi, guys. FYI, I think if the Republicans do a filibuster, then it will require 60 votes to become law, meaning that the Democrats need to get 10 Republicans. At least that's how I understand it.
0: Okay. Let's talk about H.R. 1. That's not hard, though, right? Um, I don't know. I, you know, 10 Republicans. I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. Uh, Lutra. Now you want to do Lutra.
1: Uh, Lutra. I'm just looking at Beverly talking about her chickens in the chat. Lutra says you should get Caitlin Bennett on the show. She has a lot of experience. OTG. What's OTG? I don't know. Off the grid. Engaging wokus and would Maybe. be an entertaining guest. She's the uh, one that
0: ran around with her AR fifteen strapped. For I think so. I think
1: she has a. I think her show is called Unsafe Space. Remember Caitlin's Unsafe Space or something? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that right would be funny. After we sue
0: her, we'll have her on it. No, that's fine.
1: <laughs> unsafe Space <laughs> on Unsafe Space. The captain's log says, "Thank God they haven't touched blazing saddles yet, or have they?" I don't keep up anymore. <laughs> I don't want to give them any ideas. Yeah, they're, they'll be coming for it soon. That's a movie you could not make today. And then Roger Haynes gives a super chat with just a thumbs up. Thank you, sir. And I think we're caught up. And now we're here to talk about... I did want to... I mean, I know everybody right. knows about it. But let's talk about Dr. Seuss just briefly. Because this is... It is absurd. And Did you
0: do Roger Haynes? I, did you see that I left for yes. a second? Yeah. Okay. My. By the way, my leaving... Do not blame my tech. It is this thumb... My mouse has a button that's very sensitive on the left. I need to unmap it when I, when I press it, it like backs the browser and pops me out of this thing. So it's totally pilot error, boomer, whatever. You can make fun of all that stuff, but it's not tech. Uh, it's not tech's fault. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Dr. Seuss. Um, I have the statement. Do you want to, do you want to pull up the statement from the company?
1: Well, first off, let's talk about why we use this image
0: oh yeah we had a debate <laughs> about using this image do you want do you want to introduce how the debate went
1: well well yeah we do sometimes uh, we do these pre cafeffi calls where we talk about what 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 do we want to talk about and what's the image we're going to use and sometimes i show up for them and we did, yesterday we did one and carter didn't what what were well, you we saying? knew we want to
0: talk about dr seuss so that was the thing right we had decided <clears> that
1: Yeah, but you were saying we should use the picture because they have a problem with a Chinese, uh, a picture of a Chinese boy using chopsticks in one of the Dr. Seuss books. Yeah, or
0: something. I was like, we should use some Dr. Seuss. They say that that is, they
1: say that's racist for a Chinese person to use chopsticks, apparently. Um, It's racist
0: to notice that they use chopsticks.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, anyway. Carter said, why don't we use that image? And I said, no, let's use the image of Dr. Seuss because we want to use something that everybody recognizes. And and then <laughs> he was like, which image? He said, you mean Cat in the Hat? And I'm like, yeah, that's the one. that He said, but Cat in the Hat isn't ba- one of the banned ones. And yeah. th- this is when I realized that Carter doesn't think of Dr. Seuss as as that character. I do. Doesn't everyone? Thinks of,
0: no, I th- Well, we find out in chat. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Yeah. But I was like, what do you mean? No one knows what Dr. Seuss looks like. Why would we put his image That's what Dr. Seuss
1: looks like. No, he looks like the cat in the hat. I'm like, what are you
0: talking about?
1: That's when you picture Dr. Seuss. That's what you picture. No. Yes. No,
0: it is not. No, it's not for me. It is not.
1: Carter said, Carrie, Dr. Seuss is a human.
0: Right. Yeah, I did have to say that. I, I was very serious. Gary, he's a human being
1: i know that but nobody <laughs> pictures him as, they just picture him as that that character
0: i don't know when i think of dr seuss that's not even the first thing i think of i think of green eggs and ham um which which i read a lot as a kid or go dog go or one fish two fish red fish blue fish or the grinch like all those are equal to cat in the hat in my brain so i don't i don't immediately go to or or uh what was the fox one is it fox in a box or whatever yeah those are yeah see okay
1: it's about half and half there's about half the people in the chat who say yes that's what dr seuss looks like oh okay so and the other half are like no (laughs) so half of you are wrong
0: which half i don't know but half of you are wrong (laughs) either he looks like the cat in the hat or he doesn't yeah i i don't know all right well you going to so pe- people not everyone knows why we're talking about it Dr. Seuss although I'm sure they figured it out by now but let's pull up let's pull up this. so this is not a case of Amazon or anyone else unilaterally deciding hey we're going to ban books this At is a first. case of the publisher well yeah this is a case of of the it's called Dr. Seuss Enterprises which I assume Actually, I looked up on LinkedIn. There's like 17 people. It's in Southern California. It's a privately held company. Uh, and they manage the, the copyrights of Dr. Seuss's books. And they released a statement. <clears throat> Here is the statement that they released the other day. Uh, it says, it's very short, so we can read the whole thing. They say, today, on Dr. Seuss's birthday, so this was on March 2nd, which was his birthday. Today, on Dr. Seuss's birthday, Dr. Seuss Enterprises celebrates reading and also our mission of supporting all children and families with messages of hope, inspiration, inclusion, and friendship. We are committed to action. <laughs> I highlighted this because I don't know what it means, but okay, uh, just act any action, whatever, we're committed to it, just an action. Flail your arms, we're committed. To that end, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, working with a panel of experts, uh, I wonder who they are, including educators, reviewed our catalog of titles and made the decision last year to cease publication and licensing of the following titles. And here are the titles, six books. And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, uh, McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Ceasing sales of these books is also part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families. So there you go. That's the statement. That's the statement from Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Carrie, were you familiar with any of these books beforehand?
1: No, uh, but now there was like a run on Dr. Seuss. People started buying them up.
0: Yeah, but it's—I honestly, that is the dumbest way to oppose this because they're not listed. So I, I looked on Amazon. I went on Amazon. People were like, Oh, Dr. Seuss is trending on Amazon. So let's actually pull it up. Here is, this is a, um, this is a clean browser. So there's no, it's not influenced by anything I've searched for or anything. This is just default browser from, uh, of on Amazon. you can look at the top selling books right now. Cat in the hat. The Cat in the Hat Collection, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. These are all, like, bestsellers in books. They're all Dr. Seuss. Green Eggs and Ham, Oh, the Places you Go. Here's one non-Dr. Seuss book. Fox and Socks. That's what it was, Fox and Socks. Uh, The Foot Book, Lorax. It's a lot of Dr. Seuss books. I'd just like to point something out. None of these are the banned books. So this company that's going woke and trying to say, we're banning these books you just paid them (laughs) that's all you did you just paid them for this decision they made a decision now the books are popular and you're buying the books that they are not banning so i don't understand why that's a protest but whatever. can
1: we talk about their reasoning for why these are harmful like some of the ones like the chinese child yeah so i have
0: image i have screenshots i went and found YouTube videos because you you can't find the books, but there are still YouTube videos of people reading the books for children um so I went and found some videos and I screenshotted a couple of I, I don't know if these are the pro these are what I'm reading are the problematic portions so um one of them is if I ran the zoo, that's one of the books and uh here let's just I'll just pull up. So the one most problematic screenshot that I have got here, hold on. There we go. The one most problematic one, and I'm, I'm saying what I think is the most problematic one, according to, to them, is this passage. I'll hunt in the mountains of Zamba Matant, because that's a real place, by the way, uh, with helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant. So apparently noticing that Asians from a fictional land called Zamba Matant have less round eyes than, oh, wait a minute. What is it the Asians call white people? Oh, round eyes. That's right. That's, the, that's what they call the white people. Round so eyes. so
1: You're not even supposed to acknowledge differences anymore. Right. Except the
0: acknowledgement of differences.
1: Except the they say this is, this is a, one of the places where they contradict themselves all the time. They say that, you know, the people who push critical race theory and social justice ideology, they say that being colorblind is impossible. And when they say that, they're, they're using smoke and mirrors. They mean that you, we, none of us can, like when you look at someone, you do see their race or you do see that they have slanted eyes or they have round eyes. You see these things. And then they say, therefore... Therefore, we have to treat people differently on the basis of race, because being colorblind is impossible. They they conflate two different definitions of colorblind. James Lindsay talks about this a lot. They they conflate being literally color colorblind with with being colorblind in terms of not treating people differently on the basis of race. They say because one is impossible, that the other is impossible. We must because we can't uh, because we're not physically colorblind and we do see color and we do see differences. Therefore we have to treat you differently, which is absurd. And so there, this is one of those contradictions because these are the same people who tell us that none of us are colorblind. We all notice race. We all notice differences. And yet they're banning a book for even noticing noticing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For noticing. And I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you could find some Asians that would be offended by this. Really, I have a lot of Asians in my life. I don't know any. I'm sure you can find some, you know. But they're all at Harvard, uh, or wherever. I don't, I don't know. So that's one. I'll just pull up. I have some random screenshots. Here's another one. Uh, I, I looked up. I looked up all the imagery in this book and these books that might, like, mention people or show people. That's so. That was one of them. Another one was this one uh i don't i don't understand what could possibly be wrong with this but it just says uh he's talking about capturing a an animal that he makes up um a mullah is fine for my zoo and so is a chieftain i'll bring one back too so i don't know if that's a problem but that's another spot because most of the book by the way not talking about people at all he's talking about animals that are ridiculous that he's made up that he is going you know the kid in the book is imagining what he would do with the zoo and he's imagining going off to these faraway places that are very different from where he lives and and finding these unusual weird animals that obviously don't exist in real life but are fantastical and bringing them back to the zoo so i don't know if they're upset about uh the chieftain coming back i don't know uh here's here's another example they don't talk about this guy but this is a russian Uh, maybe this is very offensive a Russian wearing a Russian hat with a big beard. Um, it doesn't say Russian. Oh, it does say Russian. There's the Russian Peluski, which is the, the bird, apparently. There is, I'll bring back, uh, oh, eight Persian princes will carry the basket. So he's going to bring back this creature, Persian princes. That, I mean, these are all the references to people in the book. That's it. Uh, oh, that's a different book. We'll get into that book in a minute. Well, we might as well do this one. Here's the other book. This is the one that they're pissed off about. Um, This is the book, I think, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. This book is about a kid who is, he's imagining what he saw on Mulberry Street in, I don't know, Boston or wherever. I don't know where it is. And in he there was like a just a horse with a cart and he starts adding things and it's like, well, what if it was a zebra? Well, zebras aren't cool enough. What it was a reindeer. And like, what if the cart was cooler? And But he starts adding all these things in his imagination. And towards the end, he like turns it into basically this parade. And he says, I guess the 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 problematic part is probably this. Uh, he'll add a Chinese man who eats with sticks. Um, a big magician doing tricks. A 10-foot beard that needs a comb. No time for more. I'm almost home. So this Chinese man eating with sticks, I assume, is problematic. I just would like to point something out. Uh, I have a lot of experience with this. I was in Asia for a while. My wife is Chinese. Chinese men do, in fact, eat with sticks. That is a true statement. <laughs> uh, in and general.
1: nothing wrong with, with that, that. And there's correct. no value judgment being given there. That no at all. but
0: it is unusual for a kid from america who especially america at the time that dr seuss was writing who are unfamiliar with foreign cultures to be oh that's that's neat that's unusual that's different that's that's why it's included there's nothing wrong with saying hey that's i mean if there's a culture somewhere where you know you eat with your iphone as a fork like that maybe that would be Something to point out as unusual and different. Like, oh, that are people who, like, they eat with their hats. Like, okay, that's unusual. Are we going to make a value – I might make a value judgment about hats because they're unsanitary as are iPhones, but whatever. That's um, just different. Pointing out a difference is not c- condemnation. It's not moral judgment. It's not any kind of supremacy. It's not racism. and It's not bigotry. It's just pointing out an observable difference in culture and or physique or whatever else.
1: Um, Somebody correctly so. says in chat, does this mean all the puppets at um, It's a Small World, after all, are now racist and problematic? Didn't they try
0: and cancel that already? Did they? I thought they already were mad at It's a Small World.
1: Oh, my for gosh. Some
0: yeah.
2: hmm
0: It does mean that. Look, I, I want to say this, though. Let's just be clear. I don't want to take this too seriously because what's going on here is not – that Dr. Seuss Enterprises actually believes that any of this is racist. I don't think. I think this is just a virtue signal. I think this is a. they you know, you're looking around. You're in a. We're in a culture of a purity spiral. They're looking around, knowing that maybe there are some things about Dr. Seuss, like the actual man, that might make people angry. Um, he did. He was not a bad guy, and actually, his his step daughter or whatever, um, not stepdaughter, daughter-in-law, whatever, uh, made a statement about saying, like, the guy didn't have a racist bone in his body. But during World War II, he did support the internment of Japanese, and he was very pro-war. And supposedly after that, he changed his tune on Japanese and I guess became more tolerant and wrote a book about Japanese culture and whatever. Uh, But, you know... A little bit of, I guess, an attitude that today people would say, "Okay, that's a, quote problematic," but understandable at the time we were literally at war with the country. So, you know, I don't, I didn't, I don't support the internment of the Japanese, and I think that was a horrible thing to do. But, you know, that's a mind. The guy wrote children's books. We don't have to cancel him because of that. So, I think maybe they were afraid of getting canceled, and what they did was they took a catalog of six books that no one's heard of not their best sellers and said, "Oh yes, we're preemptively canceling because we care so much." It implies that they are they're on the, the side of of good wokeness and maybe people will leave them alone because if if the cancel culture came after Cat in the Hat or Green Eggs and Ham, it would hurt them financially significantly. But if the cancel culture comes after this crap that they've they've thrown this crap to the dog, I'm not, you know, I don't know these books, they're not I'm not I don't mean crap, but they're not the best sellers. They've thrown them to the dogs. It's a sacrifice to the mob, hoping a that the mob... sacrifice to the mob. ...not come out. Yeah,
1: so after they did this, eBay, I sent you an article. I don't know if you want to pull it up. It, it may not be I saw it. eBay.
0: eBay didn't. Uh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> eBay is now not allowing people to sell any of these banned books. So if you have any, they pulled down all the listings where people were trying to sell them. So if you want to buy one now after the fact, well, can't, eBay says you can't buy it through them. And <clears throat> one thing about this story that I... I found interesting is I'm always looking for examples of cancel culture, examples of wokeness that can help wake up people on the left, like true liberals and true progressives. And this is one of those stories. They did bend to the mob. It does seem insane. It is insane. And I saw a progressive friend share a post about it. And I was really inspired by the fact that there were a lot of people on the left, liberals and progressives in the comments, who were expressing dismay about this, and were saying this is going too far. And I would, I would urge you, even if you think that there are problematic things, uh, based on the time period, from when things in the past were written. I mean, obviously, they're going to be problematic things and problematic beliefs. And but, but do you really believe in erasing history? Will that get us to where we're going to where you want us to go because people were rightly pointing out even, I think there were, there was someone in the comments there who, who does believe that these are like that picture of the Chinese guy eating with chopsticks, for example, they think that's a racist image. I don't agree that it's racist, but let's say you do. They, they were still arguing on behalf of not censoring because uh, they rightly point out, how do you teach anything and how do you teach history and how do you teach why certain things are wrong if you delete all those things and erase all those things and whitewash all those things that's ridiculous there's no reason to ban it if you have a problem with it then make a good argument about why it's problematic and use that as an education tool you don't get rid of it it's like trying to ban huck Finn. why would you do that
0: right well because this is all right This is like three or four times I've wanted to talk about this. So again, this is, you know, this is the, you've seen this in communist China during the cultural revolution, year zero. You saw it in the French revolution. We're going to get rid of the old calendar and start a new calendar with their year zero, basically. Right. So um, this, this is a common, uh, it's a common tactic for social reformers, specifically on the left. Um, what they want to do is tear down all of history because there's some there's some problematic aspects of history there's always something wrong with history because we've never we, we don't have a history as humans of there's not one period in our history where it was Shangri-La and everything was great and there was never any problems so that therefore by definition everything in history is in some period where there were problematic views it, it like always forever that it, it's always going to be the case unless there's unless unless we vector through utopia briefly at which point we'll be able to look back at utopia and say remember when things were awesome we can we don't have to cancel any of those things but they you know they they do this because often there is bathwater with the baby that they want thrown out right so if you look at i'm going to just talk about the french revolution for a moment because i've been reading about it recently and you know if you look at the um, if you look at some of the writing prior to the French Revolution, there's some good things that were said. Like Turgot said some some good things um, about the futility of you know, government bureaucracy doing things. Um, uh, Diderot, who was who was doing a, uh, writing an encyclopedia, he said some really interesting things about um, the, the importance of reason and questioning old ways and like trying to undermine things by well, we have to talk about it in this sense, but if we provide all the evidence, people will. See what's right, and 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 you know we should be questioning, we should be questioning uh, past, we'll say customs or whatever. So there's like a lot of value there where you say, okay, like yeah, we should be like, why do, why do the first and second estates have so much power, and the third estate in France's case has has no power? Like those are legitimate questions to be asking, but the problem is, they, <sighs> there are other considerations when running a country other than who's holding the gun right okay the nobility was holding the gun and controlling everyone and that was really bad and and it and it's bad to have just the nobility holding the gun well if you want someone else to hold the gun the nobility actually as as bad as the king might have been and actually Louis the 16th wasn't that bad in comparison to kings uh, as bad as they were there were lessons and edmund burke talked about this like there were lessons that had been learned over history about how to help run a successful society and help people have more freedom and give them some power and make some like, like there are lessons that they've learned. And if you're, and again, I'm saying this as someone who doesn't think there should be a gun in the room, but if you think that the government should exist and force people to do things, there are lessons that have been learned through history about what not to force people to do, how to do it, do it in a way, because, like, because they knew the nobility knew and Kings knew that you can't, you can't just screw over the people completely completely they you'll like it. will revolt it won't last they'll, they'll revolt or they'll starve or, like there is there's bounds to what you can do you can't just whimsically rule because you have the ring of power and yet what they did the people who who used these arguments that god and power in france and this happens elsewhere they they didn't they didn't just want to say well we need representation, and we should actually respect why things were done in the past, and figure out how we transfer to a system where there's actual more adequate representation by the third order, um, which would actually be a law of representation because they were most of the population. But, but we're not going to just throw everything out and just rule by whim. We need to have, we need to understand why things were done the way they are, and and we need to, you know, change in this direction but not just throw everything out but they wanted to throw everything out because they wanted absolute power and that's why you ended up with this situation in france with just absolute mob rule it was just absolutely you know it was totally it was a fickle mob it was you you execute whomever for whatever i mean as you know like even that they two sides argued about executing the king both started with the argument well we're going to execute him but how should we justify it (laughs) okay so the, the ones that won, they were executed themselves like a couple months later because the other ones gained power and like, okay, and then they were executed. Like it's just, it, it, it's massive mob rule and the, the, the problem is the left, because you've got these power hungry, bad people who wanna just rule, they just wanna rule, They're just, they just want the ring of power. They need to reset. They need to get rid of history because they don't want you talking about history. They don't want you saying, "Hey, actually, you know, when Turgot was working for the king, he had some good ideas. Maybe we should think about those." <laughs> uh-uh, that can't have existed. Nothing good could ever have existed in the past. Everything in the past is gone. We need full control, and to get full control, you need to forget about everything that's happened. You have to be an ignorant, dolt, like dolt. You have to be stupid because we want to rule. And if you're not stupid, you won't let us get away with what we want to do. That's the reason that they hit the reset button. Because ignorant people will let them get away with it. And informed people will look at what they're doing and go, wait a minute. That's a bad idea. That's been tried before. Or that has these negative consequences. That's bad. You can't have people doing that. So you just need to erase history completely.
1: You're making me think of how the establishment has no problem making Hitler analogies or Nazi analogies, and, and and they have no problem with you doing so as long as it doesn't challenge them or expose them in any way. So you can call right. Trump Hitler forever and that's fine. But if you dare point out any similarities in the polarization happening now politically and the dehumanization that's happening for people on the right and for Trump voters specifically um, if you point out any similarities between that kind of dehumanation and the dehumanation that happened, um, you know, under Hitler, then you'll get unpersoned. You're not allowed to do that. Gina Carano right. got fired. You're not allowed. You know, it's it's like that saying, like you said, if if you want to know who has power, look at who you can't criticize. I forget who said that, but um, you they, they don't have a problem with history in a very limited area as long as it doesn't actually threaten them or threaten who holds the power or threaten um the narrative that they're pushing they're fine with it but if yeah. you dare make any connections at all uh, you know that point out what's really going on done like you're out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean you're <laughs> i was just reading did have you have you ever read the uh what was it called the law of uh suspicious persons <laughs> during no. the french revolution carrie it's amazing it <laughs> is literally the anti-racism crap it's like twitter's terms of service if ta Coates wrote them it is like wow. it's not enough to just to be it's not enough to to not be against it's not enough to be against the monarchy. You have to be pro the revolution. You can't be quiet. Like it's it's like literally, it's exactly the same thing. It's it's it's
1: word for it's like, micro like, max It's like yeah, you have to <laughs> yes. Be, it's not enough to be not racist. In fact, it's not possible to be not racist. You have to be right. anti racist, which actually means it's exactly racist.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, if you just want to keep your head down and not say much about the revolution, guilty. It's like no. Yeah. Like,
2: that's
1: like it's them not going enough after to Dolly be, Parton. It's yeah. not enough, Dolly Parton, not to say what you think about politics. You must be saying what we think about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Non. If you're not actively enough revolutionary, if you're not an active revolutionary, then you're a counter revolutionary. In fact, they even go so far as to say, like, well, if you're just saying some things that are kind of pro revolutionary, but you're not really doing, you're not really doing enough. That's also counter revolutionary. You're not like, doing
1: the work that's
0: that's enough justice. of the work
1: they yeah. say you're not doing the work and you're not doing enough of the work yeah they routinely cast their own allies on the fire yeah. they uh, I routinely mean, the go after them for not doing the work
0: yeah i mean the more i've read about the french revolution the more i'm going I, I i all we have to do is teach people this and everyone will look at woke society and go oh shit. Yeah. We need to get these people out of power. I mean, this I, this is I think ridiculous.
1: That's a big problem is as we've talked about it part of the reason that that bad ideology spreads so easily is a lack of historical context and historical knowledge. We're not that's crazy. We're not teaching kids what, you know, we're not teaching kids about history. We're only teaching no. them the little parts of it that are to be used in the narrative that we're all supposed to believe in. Yeah. And the yeah. way in which you use them, but you're not allowed to use them any other way. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to make any connections or, you know, analogy. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting.
0: Yeah, the and only they- thing you're taught about the French Revolution generally is like, well, there were evil kings and an aristocracy and they were overthrown and that was good. But you know, I mean, the the kind of classical Marxist interpretation, which is I think widespread in schools, is unfortunately the bourgeois ultimately triumphed and Napoleon came back like <laughs> it's not unfortunate if 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 Napoleon hadn't stepped in and if if the quote bourgeois hadn't decided that enough is enough I, France just would have been it, it would have been a meat grinder for another 10 years it, it was just it was absolutely horrible giving the people unfettered power was a stupid it was just dumb no one should have unfettered power they had complete, it was a mob rule and mob rule is a horrible horrible idea. Horrible idea. Yeah, It's worse than a king because if you have a king he might not be a tyrant. But when you have a mob they are always tyrannical. Mobs are always tyrannical. Always.
1: Look at here in Texas. Look at the mob and how they're responding to us being able to make our own decisions again. They can't stand it. They're tyrannical by nature. They can't stand it. Yeah. I saw today, um, uh, KVUE or KUBE, I can't remember, one of our local channels here in Austin, they were running Governor Abbott's speech about that he wants, he's a couple of states now, a few states have been trying to introduce state legislation that would supposedly prevent big social from censoring people on their platforms. And I know okay. you probably, you're not in favor of more government regulation. I am not um, in favor of those laws, no. But he was doing a press conference about it. And in the comments, there were just tons of people there because this is Austin, you know, so there's a lot of woke people, a lot of sheeple. And they were just like going on and on about how angry they were that people get to choose now if they wear a mask. And I just, <laughs> I'm, I, it just blows my mind. And And yeah. to those people, I'm like, I'm, it must be really hard for you not being able to tell me what to do does it yes. do you lie awake at night upset about the fact that guess what I've rarely worn the mask the whole year <laughs> oh my goodness yeah how much does that yeah. bother you come to my house and try to force me to wear it I dare you <laughs> like I know how badly you want to force you want to force me to do things that you want. I know how badly freedom bothers you. Yep. Anyway,
0: you know what, Carrie? I, I I don't want to go on another tangent, but this is like, I planned to talk about this. I didn't do it on Monday. And what you just said is a great segue into the, my sign. So maybe we can talk about it for a quick second. Um, (sighs) I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about psychologically what it takes to have a, the society that's free. Um, and what some of the psychological barriers are for it, <clears throat> and one of them is an unwillingness to sit in discomfort. Um, and I'm going to use an example. I'm going to use like, and there's two things I mean by this. One is I'm going to use an example from our Telegram recently, uh, which just so you know, Carrie and I don't police Telegram. Um, we finally have a moderator now, which we'll talk about. Uh, do Pirate Tomsky is moderating Telegram.
1: Oh. Welcome. And we may have
0: another one coming. Uh, I've asked someone else to do it, and she may say yes. I don't know. Um, but we had uh, we had someone in Telegram who was posting disgusting porn, like, really oh. gross, cr- like, horrific stuff, clearly just to bother. Pe- like, there's no reason. It's just to bother people, right? And it wasn't just, like, even re- – it wasn't even regular porn. It was, like, really disgusting and, you did know, people, whatever. Did we boot them? Of course, the moment I saw it, I banned them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I wanted to talk about this for just a second because um, normally we we lean towards permissiveness on our chats in our Telegram's channel. Like we lean towards letting people be jerks, use that homonym if they need to or want to say things that are mean, whatever. We we generally we generally are tolerant of it. Um, now, morally. I don't think we have to uh freedom of speech isn't an absolute it's a derivative right from the right of individual sovereignty so like the other derivative right is private property our telegram channel is ours we could kick you off for whatever reason we want it's ours it's our private property we don't have to do anything however we want there to be spirited debates we want there to be diverse opinions we don't want to have cultivate a culture of hypersensitivity Um, And so we lean towards, possibly to a fault, tolerance on some of our channels. We just like let people have their war. And one of the reasons for that is, if you wanna live in a society without an authority or with a minimal authority, you wanna live in a minimal government or no government, either one, uh, you need to learn emotionally to sit in the discomfort when someone says something stupid or mean or completely wrong. And by the way, I'm not an expert at this either. I can get my, like, you know, it's a, it's a, because I'm actually not good at it. I'm erring on the side of checking myself and not banning people because I know that I really want to ban people. Cause it bothers me, right? I'm trying to practice being bothered and taking a deep breath and letting it go. Because if you want Liberty. You need to have the intestinal fortitude to live in a society where you will be bothered. People will say things that you don't like. They will do things that you don't like. They will call mean name. They'll say mean things to about you to you. Um, th- like they'll be nasty. They'll be completely wrong. Though people run around. Will, people will run around and say the earth is flat, and you should snort cocaine, cocaine for breakfast. And like you might feel bad about. You might be angry that they're telling people to inject heroin into their eyeballs or snort cocaine for breakfast. And you can argue with them, but you can't appeal to an authority to make them shut up. You've got to live with that discomfort. The discomfort that there are people that are wrong, that are mean, that are maybe horrible people. They still have a right to speak. They're still out there. It's okay. It's not, I mean, it may not be okay, but you've got to live with it. And that discomfort, I think we have a tendency, partly because of how we've been raised for generations, partly by our parents and the government, we have a tendency to turn towards authority and be like, so-and-so is doing mean things. Who's in charge here? They should do something about it. What I'm trying to say on the unsafe space stuff is, yeah, we're in charge, but we're not gonna do anything about it unless we absolutely have to. Because you need to learn, if you want to live in a free society, to stop running to the authority to have them do something about it. Socially ostracize people if they're jerks. Don't engage with them. Take a deep breath. But we need, to, we need to get people's skins to be thick enough that they can live in a society in which there are people who are wrong, mean, jerks, and it's uncomfortable, and it's okay. You're not running to the government. People won't wear masks, even though you want them to wear masks. You're, you're welcome to scold them but you can't run to the authority to tell them to force, you can't force people to do it. Um, so that's one point I wanted to make about living in discomfort. And the other is a kind of a trick question that I'm kind of sick of, and I'm I'm sick of it because it's so prevalent and so many people fall, fall victim to this trick question. And it's almost like a double trick question because it's based on an erroneous premise, like all trick questions, but also people have been tricked into believing that it's like a totally valid question to ask all the time. And I thought of this when, we were talking about Texas power and people would be like, well, what's the right, what, what should we do to do the powers? Like, what should we do? How should the power grid work? How should this particular industry work? What should we do to do blah, 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 blah. The mere fact that you're asking the question is the problem. You've got to sit in the discomfort of, I don't know. No one person knows, nor should you know. Voluntary interactions with people mean that the people doing it decide and the people interacting with them voluntarily decide. If you were to ask someone 40 years ago, what's the best way to make a smartphone? What will the system be? Doesn't it, I mean, I know you wanna, I know you wanna have this free market thing going on in electronic devices, but come on, Kerry, how are we gonna do it if we do a free market? What's the plan for the cell phones? The answer is, that's a stupid ass question. There does not need to be a plan for everything. You need to let go. I know it's uncomfortable, but answers undermine knowledge. Answers are like patently stupid, like answers that are just like, well, here's the plan. You can't give an answer. How should the electricity grid work? I have no effing idea. Neither do you, neither does any living person alive. That's redundant, not a living person. No one knows how it should work because how it should work depends on who the customers are, where it is, what technology is available, what they're, you know, how much they want to pay, what the, like, there's lots of things that are complex and the free market takes care of those things because the free market is just private property and people individually, voluntarily interacting with each other. That's all it is. It's not government subsidies. It's not government enforced monopolies. It's not that it's not chase bank you know, with (laughs) boards of directors that are in bed with the government. That's not the free market. The free market is just private property and individuals voluntarily interacting with one another. And that's how you get wonderful things like iPhones. That's how you get innovation. You let people do what they do and the answer isn't static. The system may change over time. Some of it might not work out. Some of it, it'll get changed. It'll, it'll evolve. Sometimes there'll be dead ends evolutionarily in, in a system and you'll have something new. But the I know that a lot of people want this sense of emotional comfort if you don't give them an the answer. This is a classic libertarian. Who will build the roads? I don't know, who cares? Who do you think builds the roads now? Construction crews build the roads. They will still exist. Who will pay for them? Probably people who want to use the roads. How will they, like, <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna look like. It doesn't matter. The answer asking me what the roads are going to look like is a dumb question. It presupposes the idea that there should be some plan that a person knows a priori about the best way to do something in the future. That's not the best way for humans to succeed. Not only is it immoral, but it's also just not the best way to succeed. Let those ideas evolve. Let the market evolve. Let things sort out, take a deep breath and say, I don't know. It's okay not to know. I don't know how we're going to get to Mars. I don't know how power grid should be. I don't know how iPhones will be made. I don't know how virtual reality will come about. I don't know. But I know that if we respect people's individual sovereignty, we, sovereignty, we let people interact voluntarily, we unleash the power of the free market, we, we police with our dollars, and we and we make the decisions that are in our own best interest, what will come of it will be whatever is collectively in the best interest of the most people. That's what will happen. That's what will happen. So You Carter, don't have to know the answer. Which
1: books should we Sorry. ban?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> the other Dr. Seuss books, obviously. That's my point, Carrie. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this was all a diatribe against <laughs> Renates and Ham, and I think that I've made that clear. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I know that was a rant. It that just was
1: long. That's okay. I have something to say about sitting in your discomfort. I have to say this since you Yeah, please. Because so Social justice warriors will say that phrase too, that you need to sit oh, in your discomfort. Oh, that's okay. I'm just telling you. I'm educating you.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the work um, for me.
1: <laughs> I'm doing the work. Um, social justice warriors will say that you need to sit in your discomfort. But what they mean is, like a lot of things, they apply it asymmetrically. That's also that's also the way James Lindsay describes it, is that a lot of their rules are asymmetrical. Or you could also think of it as hypocritical or selective, arbitrary um, it's based on race and sex and just like everything in their ideology. They say you need to sit in your discomfort if you're white, <laughs> no, if a, you're a man. The discomfort and, of their bad
0: ideas and not say anything also, right?
1: So what they say is that, like, for example, some of those ridiculous culty uh, seminars that we've covered in the past, the ones where you go to unlearn your whiteness, your toxic <laughs> whiteness, or to dismantle your, your white supremacy – where white women, wealthy white women pay lots of money to be told that they're racist and to to try and gain some sense of absolution in this religion, right? Um, At those conferences, they will tell white women that if they are uncomfortable about, like if someone says, calls them a racist or says something about them that is not true. First of all, they don't believe it's not true. If the person's saying it about you, it's true. And they say intent doesn't matter and blah, blah, blah. But that if that makes you, if any of this ideology or if anything anybody says to you about it because of it makes you uncomfortable, that you must sit in your discomfort. That's one of their favorite phrases. Mm. Um, but it's funny because as you were talking about it, I was thinking how they they apply that asymmetrically. Of course, they never say that uh, a person of color or a woman uh, you know, should sit in their should discomfort, in their discomfort. Uh, unless it's someone who doesn't speak social justice, of course. Right. So
0: um, Candace Owens needs to sit in her discomfort. But, probably but not many black uh, women need yeah. to. Yeah.
1: But it's <laughs> yeah. something they use towards people who are in the so called oppressor groups that they've put people in. Um, and the other Can thing. Can I make about something clear? Phrase, when I
0: say it, I, I don't mean you need to shut up. I need to stop. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I mean, you need to not appeal to authority.
1: I know. Um, okay. The other thing is, uh, gosh, what was I saying? Sorry. <laughs> Carter, allow me to speak for a little bit when I remember what I was saying. I'm kidding. Um. Anyway. You do, oh, your, you do pretty well. Charlie. I like to flip it back on them and say that I'm sitting in their discomfort.
0: I'm sitting in their discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bathing in your discomfort. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like to sit yeah, in their like discomfort. That. That's kind of what the, uh, you know... People chose to push back against the mask mandates in different ways. Uh, some people did. And one of the ways I liked that I saw people doing that I did a couple times is to go over the top and wear, like, I know, I know some people in our chat even were wearing, like, the big witch doctor masks. And, you know, right. what, what do you call those? The
0: the ones the big, with the long nose? Yeah,
1: the big beaks. I don't know. Um, yeah. And and things like that. And and I wore, like, that full-on head mask that looked like I was going to a beheading once. And part of doing that is I do, I'm like, if it makes all of these people uncomfortable, well, good. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going right. to sit in it. Anyway, you just made me yeah, no that. You're that, right. That was
0: uh, a, that's good.
1: I do think, I mean, not to have a conversation about the way we run unsafe space in front of everyone, but since you are talking about it, I am glad. No, you it's fine. Blocked that person that was sharing porn links because my view on it has always been, yeah, to allow as much, uh, freedom of expression as possible, unless someone is being disruptive, unless they're just, that's exactly the words
0: I used, by the way, when I explained. Yeah.
1: If they're trying to derail actual conversation, if they're engaging in bad faith, then boot them. That time is short. And this is our, like you said, this is our virtual home and uh, I have certain things I expect guests of my home. Like you can't knock over my furniture and you know, you'll get the door. So uh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the reason that we've been excessively permissive is, frankly, just time. We just don't... Carrie doesn't spend all day on Telegram. I don't either. I'm rarely There's there.
1: so many... Com- yeah. Yeah. I can barely so catch
0: up. That, that's why we're trying to empower some people, other people in our community to be like, okay, look, you guys take care of this. Um, but, yeah, the, the phrase that I used, which is funny because you and I didn't talk about it beforehand, but the phrase that I used when I, uh, I asked Pirate Tomsky as the moderator in Telegram, when I... When i told them i was i said uh we ban people who are disruptive like that's if they're disrupting like that's the word if they're disrupting the conversation intentionally like that's what they're doing you can do it with spam uh you can do it with intentionally posting gross images or whatever like that's not that's not having a conversation that's not just saying something that might offend certain people because you're trying to make an argument that's just being a jerk that is trying to derail the purpose of the channel so if yeah. you're trying to derail the purpose of the conversation then you're gone
1: it's just um, gross
0: we don't need it yeah go you can you're welcome to have by the way i do support your right to have your own telegram channel where you post all that stuff and you and your buddy <laughs> look at all that stuff all day long. i'm sure it'll
1: be a right. very popular channel if that's what you're posting
0: <laughs> yeah so cool. i'm sure it'll be great <laughs> all right um do you want to do some super chats because we are super yes, behind
1: but i johnny quick to... draws the next one or johnny you Brick do Crick it them. i have to take a quick break but i'll be right back
0: okay uh all right i will do i will do the next one all right johnny boy quick draw sorry we can't put this on the screen because we are basically the the software that allows to put super chats on the screen has a very limited buffer so the super chats were reading i had to write some separate software to read to save all of them so that i could see them uh johnny boy quick draw says I will not wear one if you ask. I do not like to wear a mask. I will not wear one in my home. I will not wear one when I roam. I will not wear one mask or two. I do not like them. Yes, it's true. That was very good, Johnny Boy Quick Draw. I nominate you for uh, replacement of Dr. Seuss. I'll Fight You Naked says, that was the first part of my spoof book I'm working on called The Wicked Woke of the West by Dr. Oof. Oh, you're referring to your previous Super Chat, which... Let's see if I can scroll down and even find it. It was a while ago. I don't even know where it is. I can't. Oh, there it is. I do not like the woke. I say they canceled me, but yesterday. I do not like them in their face. I will spit. I do not like them, not one little bit. That was what you're referring to. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I'll fight you naked. Pupta says, Your mouse is woke. Very sensitive on the left. <laughs> Excellent. I hadn't thought of saying that. But yes, I have uh, my mouse. It's this mouse. I can't, it's, I don't think I can reach. That mouse is, uh, yes, it's very sensitive on the left. It is a woke mouse and will intentionally, maybe it's so woke that it just logs me out <clears throat> for no reason because it doesn't like what I'm saying. G Man says, Seuss was a doctor. Trust the science. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, Roger uh, Thierrot, I guess, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, says, to not call the Dr. Seuss cessation cancel culture is to willfully ignore the context around it it's their ip but they chose now for a reason yeah exactly and actually them doing it is proof of cancel culture because a publisher who owns the rights to these books would have no economic reason to cancel them unless they were concerned about a backlash uh, and they were trying to forestall the backlash by canceling them preemptively in hopes of saving the rest of their catalog. So the only sort of business reason to do this would be precisely because they're in an environment in which there is a cancel culture and they're afraid of it. Uh, So that's an excellent point, Roger. Thank you. Uncle Bubba says, book banning is nothing new in America, but history always proved it was wrong. Maybe someday these books will be published again in the future. We can hope. And unfortunately, you're right. I know it's not new. Uh, But all right, Colin your mom (laughs) calling your mom nice uh calling your mom says been watching for a few weeks but this is my first super chat i've noticed the carrie carter simp ratio is way off so carter you're beautiful (laughs) what why thank you calling your mom uh that's what i do this show for so that i can get called beautiful every once in a while um tracer bullet says uh, this is a quote from ellen hopkins whom i don't know i don't know who ellen hopkins is uh says, a word to the unwise, torch every book, char every page, burn every word to ash. Ideas are incombustible, and therein lies your real fear. It's a cool quote. I like that quote. Uh, Nick uh, Artiaga says, is it racist if Chinese call European round eyes? No, because only whites can be racist. Come on, Nick. How long have you been watching the show? You should know that by now. It's interesting right it's interesting how many other cultures are overtly racist and yet the social justice left really just they're very happy to be silent about those cultures um i mean japan i mean (laughs) it's weird i've been discriminated against because of white in japan and like you know it just happens i mean i'm not i'm not trying to this isn't a pity party it's you know it was just getting into a bar but i remember when i was in japan uh i was roaming around uh part of tokyo and I, it was late and i was like oh i'm gonna stop in a bar like i went, wa- i was by myself and i was like oh i wanna i wanna see like an actual japanese bar because i was near Rapungi, which is like the kind of expat community i didn't want to be there so I, I left and i tried to find like an actual you know more authentic japanese bar and uh i remember I, I opened the door and it was like a scene from a movie. So it was like hust- like bustling, everyone's talking, you know, doing their thing. I opened the door and like literally the place stops and they all turn and look at me. And the bartender just goes, we're closed. <laughs> I was like, all righty, I'm out. And I asked my friend about it the next day and he's like, oh yeah, that place, you can't go if you're white. What are you talking about? That's actually,
1: yeah, my fella has blah. some stories like that about Korea also.
0: um Uh, and and by the way they're racist against koreans too like it's not just white people um but you know all right we're up to g-man do you want to do g-mans
1: oh you do it i'm looking for this particular quote i I was listening to the super chats thank you you are beautiful carter and (laughs) (laughs) i was looking for and i appreciate the dr seuss ones um i was looking for this quote that uh you made me think of when you were reading one of them from Fahrenheit 451. So give me a second. I'm going to find it Okay. while you read.
0: All right. G-Man says, SJWs won't rest until history is forgotten and all remnants of other cultures are erased. They are the colonizers and they don't even see it. That's an excellent point, G-Man. They are the colonizers. They have a uh, globalist, woke, utopian vision of society and uh, you will be purged if you don't meet it. Uh, TPS says be inclusive, erase minority characters and females. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, we can't we can't we can't have the, the Chinese guy eating with sticks in the book because it's racist, therefore there aren't any Chinese guys in his books because we were trying to be inclusive. Excellent. Uh good point. Rodzilla says, This is so Baizu.
2: <laughs> yeah, Baizu
0: is uh, it just yeah. it, <laughs> Yeah, it just means white left. Baizou, I guess, is how you... Yeah, it just means uh, white left. It's a Chinese epithet for white leftist, uh, Rodzilla says. YouTube is even blocking the proper spelling of the word, too. Had to switch the O with zero. Really? You can't write Baizou? That's hilarious. Um, Yeah, it's funny to see... Other, there are other cultures who look at America and they see things way more clearly than a lot of Americans do. They look at what's going on and they're like, oh, yeah. And they come up with these derogatory terms for the SJWs and start, like, they can see what's happening. They can um, see it. Especially the Chinese because they a lot of them lived through the Cultural Revolution. They're like, oh, yeah, look at this crap. Uh, I
1: um So there's a couple of quotes. I didn't find the one I was looking for, but this one is good. It says, uh, mm-hmm. "Um." <clears throat> He's talking about this culture. This is in for Fahrenheit 451, which we read for book club th- last year. Um, he says, it's not books you need. It's some of the things that were once in books. Uh, the same infinite detail and awareness could be projected through the radios and televisions, but they're not. It's not books you're looking for. Take it where you can find it. Old photo phonograph records, old motion pictures and old friends, but look for it in nature and look for it in yourself. Books were only one type of receptacle where we stored a lot of things that we were afraid we might forget. There is nothing magical in them at all. The magic is only in what books say, how they stitched the patches of the universe together into one garment for us. And so he says later, so so now do you see why books are hated and feared? They show the pores in the face of life. The comfortable people want only wax moon faces, poreless, hairless, expressionless, We are living in a time when flowers are trying to live on flowers instead of growing on good rain and black loam. Even the fireworks for all their prettiness come from the chemistry of the earth. Yet somehow we think we can grow feeding on flowers and fireworks without completing the cycle back to reality. Um, And then then there's this other part about uh, the books are to remind us what asses and fools we are. You know, Uh, and then this, this is not about I was looking for the things I had underlined previously. Mm -hmm. This is not about books. This just makes me think about COVID, the COVID restrictions. This is from earlier in the book. He says. um, No front porches. My uncle says there used to be front porches and people sat there sometimes at night talking when they wanted to talk, rocking and not talking when they didn't want to talk. Sometimes they just sat there and thought about things and turned things over. My uncle says that the architects got rid of the front porches because they didn't look well. But my uncle says that was merely rationalizing it. The real reason hidden underneath might be that they didn't want people sitting like that, doing nothing, rocking, talking. That was the wrong kind of social life. People talked too much and they had time to think. So they ran off with the porches and the gardens, too not many gardens anymore to sit around in yeah not that interesting that's
0: that's great yeah. yeah um I mean it you're you're reminding me of uh oddly enough it reminds me of the Stalin quote like uh I'm which I'm gonna butcher no pun intended uh which is something like um ideas are more powerful than guns we wouldn't let people have guns why would we let them have ideas yeah right? um that's why they're 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 not getting rid of The books themselves, the ideas and the stuff they're in. All right. Pirate Tomsky was watching Lotus Cedar podcast today, and far left have started eating their own in the UK. BLM and LGBT plus started fighting over pride parades. (laughs) Beautiful to watch after years of them targeting others. They do tend to do that, don't they?
1: Uh, This is not a super chat, but Tommy Tugun says, unsafe space is our digital porch. I like that. Mm. A lot. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh,
0: Penumbra. Do you want to read the next one by Penumbra Syndicate or no?
1: No, but hello, Penumbra Syndicate. I know who you are now.
0: Penumbra Syndicate says, I will not make this space safe, Samuel Leaf. I would not, could not, because it chafes my liberty. <laughs> <laughs> it does chafe? my liberty. Thank body. you, sir. Uh, Why bother? says, a king is infinitely better than the mob because there's no such thing as a collective responsibility. A king is a person and can be held responsible for his actions. You can't do the same with a mob. That is a brilliant point. Why bother? Yes, that's one of the reasons um, there is no responsibility. There's no accountability with a mob. Um, So Get Agrippa says, cancel culture does not exist. Who wants some hemlock tea? Socrates. 399 BC. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, nothing's new. <laughs> N- nothing's new.
1: Nothing Even new in culture. The sun. There's a, there's a, about the mob rule. There's a quote by Nietzsche that I was reading the other day. It said, uh, in individuals, insanity is rare, but in groups, parties, nations, mm-hmm. and epochs, it is the rule.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great quote. I love I love that quote. <laughs> um, Jay Tucker says this Doctor Seuss thing is cancel culture marketing. Cancel a few less popular books and watch the rest of their products skyrocket. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Marissa Masters Masterson. thank you. Sorry, I couldn't say your totally normal last name for some reason. Uh, says Jody Shaw from Smith College was recently talking about freedom versus comfort. She would be a great interview. Cool. Thank you for the suggestion. I don't know who that is. Um, and Pup, pupta. pupta says a generation or generations raised by bulldozer parents when they grow up wants the government to be their bulldozer parents, yeah, right? this is why I mean this is I know actually a lot of parents disagree because people tend to uh get very defensive about their parenting. I look, I've screwed up parenting wise i'll 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 admit it, and it's good it's good to kind of you know be iterating, but um. You know, one of the problems with I told you so or um, asserting your authority without appealing to reason and teaching kids why, the why behind rules, is precisely that they grow up expecting there to be an authority. Um, They either expect there to be an authority or they grow up aspiring to be that authority um, rather than someone who understands that really we should be appealing to reason and it doesn't really matter your station, the reasonable argument wins, the reasons win. Um, And so, and if you can't come up with good reasons for what you're doing as a parent, that's your problem. Uh, You probably shouldn't be doing it. Usually there's a good reason. But why? Uh, So, exactly, (laughs) but why? Uh, (laughs) TPS says, (laughs) uh, left, population control for darker people and pushing woke on traditional cultures, but not colonizers pushing, pushing woke,
1: woke on traditional on cultures but not colonizers. oh they're saying
0: they're not saying the left is not colonizers uh, they're saying it's population control for i guess what they would call marginalized people um pushing woke on traditional cultures but not well
1: colonizers. i know some black conservatives who would agree with that yeah who would agree with um the way that abortion in particular well i think abortion is in the past 50 years or so has become marketed towards for everyone as something you shouldn't really give a lot of thought to as no different than getting your tonsils taken out, you know, but yeah. especially there are some black conservatives who would talk about the way it's marketed towards the black community and Margaret Sanger certainly, you know, right. uh, advocated for birth control in order to uh, limit the, the growth of the black population. She's an
0: admitted eugenicist. She spoke for the KKK. This is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Just in case anyone doesn't know who Carrie's talking about, yeah.
1: Can I had some thoughts about? I was thinking about um, abortion recently, and and it, I don't know if I can articulate this correctly. Let me see. So my beliefs have changed on some personal things in the past few years. You know this. The people that want to say my old social justice friends who want to say, Oh, Carrie became right wing and she's conservative now, whatever. Uh, That's not true. I have become conservative on some personal beliefs in terms of how I should live my life and the best way to the best choices I should make. And what I think makes for healthy, a healthy life. But in terms of policy, I'm still pretty liberal on most things. And my opinions on abortion are one of those thing places where they continue to be changing and i know this will probably upset some of the more uh conservative politically or conservative christian viewers but i still am pro choice i i i with some nuance there i i do i believe that if a a baby is able to survive outside of the womb that you should no longer abortion shouldn't be on the table and the timeframe at which medical science is making that possible keeps getting pushed back earlier. But, um, but I do believe abortion is murder. The, I don't believe, however, because it's such a, because it's, it's a unique circumstance where you have one human life residing within another human life in the body of another person. I don't believe the government should be able to tell that woman what to do with her body. Um I don't and I know that's going to be unpopular with some of our conservative viewers but I'm still pro choice in that in that regard um even when I think she can then choose something that I believe to be immoral. And when I was thinking about this and I was trying to evaluate whether my opinions had shifted on it or not I thought about the people who say that they're pro choice when it comes to abortion and they say they want you to believe that they're pro-choice because they believe the government shouldn't have a right to tell you what to do with your body.
0: They act um, like it's principled.
1: They act like it's principled. Even, <laughs> even when the cost is a murder, is a death, that we know, we know there, there will be a death involved, but they believe in the principle of bodily autonomy to such a degree and that the government shouldn't have a right to tell you what to do that they're willing to um, say it should still be legal um, even when we know there will be a death involved. Um, those people, some of them, do not extend that belief in bodily autonomy to something as ridiculous as mask wearing, where there's not a death involved, where there's not the murder of a human being involved. And Well, I, and they'll I, make
0: the argument that there is even. They'll exaggerate and and make yeah. the pro abort the pro uh, life argument and be like well there's a death involved potentially and there's
1: not there's not a guaranteed death involved but nope. they will say there is and i do not understand that level of dishonesty and unprincipled uh beliefs i do not understand that person if you're a person who says that you're pro-choice because presumably you believe in the principle of bodily autonomy and the government shouldn't be able to tell a woman what to do with her body, then you you should be unequivocally against mask mandates. There's no other principled position if you're going to be intellectually consistent. And
0: minimum wage and a whole (laughs) bunch of other things.
1: Yeah. I don't get that. Are you telling me I
0: can't use my body to work for less than minimum wage?
1: Right. But this just hit me in the shower the other day and I was trying to figure out if I could put it into words the way that it just, it blows my mind that you're willing to, you're willing to say uh, this practice, abortion should be legal, even though every time it's chosen, that, uh, that the, the definition of it means there will be a death of a human being, a fetus. Um, yeah. I'm okay with it because I believe in the principle of bodily autonomy. Right. But then to come over here with masks and say, No, you don't get to control your own body. You should be forced to wear a mask because blah, 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 blah. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. I don't understand how you live with yourself being so dishonest.
0: Right. Well, it's because they don't, they're actually, and this is true for almost everyone, frankly, their beliefs are not principle based. Their beliefs are convenience and they're convenient rationalizations um, of, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they want. To believe so um there is no principle they, they they will invoke a principle if they think that will convince you <laughs> so uh if 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 they will say well private companies can do what they want well they'll certainly invoke that if they're arguing about censorship on twitter but they will forget that if they're talking about cakes being baked uh they'll certainly argue for bodily autonomy when they're having an abortion discussion but they'll certainly forget that if you're having a mask discussion, right? It's not based on principles. It's it's based on it's using principles as weapons against people who give a shit about principles. But they don't. This is a Solinsky kind of it's a variant on the Solinsky rule. All those care. arguments only work on people who actually care about principles. principles. They're using your virtue against you. You are a virtuous person who cares about sticking to principles. They do not so they whip out whatever their whatever their opinion is that they want to justify they whip out a principle that they think will resonate with you and apply it and they hope it works because you're supposed to look at it and go oh oh yes it's principled Uh, it's principled okay (laughs) but they don't give a crap about the principle that that's not it's not about the principle to them it's about justifying what they want so um You know just on abortion really quickly i don't want to get into a big abortion discussion and i'm not actually going to debate you at all on abortion um because i i just want to outline more i went from being um adamantly like pro-life because i grew up conservative like i grew up christian like fundamentalist christian i grew i went from being adamant pro-life to being adamantly like pro abortion completely like right up until the moment of like whatever abortion 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 um and then I kind, of, I kind of settled into sitting in discomfort, and I recognized some realities about this problem, which is, okay, it's definitely the death of a being. Can't argue that. It's the death of a being.
1: A I'm human not gonna use being, the word murder. But a human yes, being. Yes, but I'm not
0: gonna use the word murder, because murder, killing and murder are two different things. So I'm gonna say, okay, it's the death of a human being. Okay, fine. Uh, it actually, aris- like actually some really serious fundamental questions arise about this issue, which is like, okay, well, when is the death of a human being justified? What makes a human being like from where does a human being acquire rights? Does it acquire them from their DNA? Like magically, I mean a zygote has rights. Does it acquire them uh, later at some point? Why would an arbitrary why is nine months and out of the womb suddenly a spot where they acquire rights? Like, and I think that question, I you know, I'm not going to get into what I think the answer is, although I'll like my directionality is it's related to your ability to recognize rights in the others, That that's, you know, rights are something that is a societal contract. I won't initiate the use of force against you if you don't initiate the use of force against me. It's like, okay, well, like you could make that argument, but then even a baby at that point doesn't have rights. So like, it gets complicated, it gets very complicated. And so um, I, don't, I don't think there's an easy answer. And I will say, there's two clear extremes to me. Clearly killing a baby 30 seconds before it's born. There's something wrong with that. That seems pretty clear. We would call that murder 30 seconds later. So, and on the other end, I look at it and I say, okay, well, 10 minutes after conception, if you take the morning after pill or whatever, like, is that murder? No, I wouldn't call that murder. Maybe other people would, but I'm just like, okay. So those are my constraints. And I say, okay, great. I don't know where the middle is. Let's have a conversation about the middle. I don't know what it is. It's worth having, right? Um, And I actually kind of, I'm not upset with where a lot of government rules have. I mean, again, I'm I'm anti-government generally, but I'm not upset with a lot of where government rules are. A lot of them are like, well, third trimester probably shouldn't, can't earlier, maybe. Like they're trying to find a line there. And I don't think that's, uh, inappropriate to figure out and to have that discussion, but we're not having that discussion because it's been turned into this black and white, either you agree with uh, bodily autonomy or it's murder from from day zero and no one's actually having the nuanced discussion. And I think a lot of people are just tired of the debate because the, the truth is it is a nuanced discussion and it requires actually a lot of work to figure out exactly where that line is. And obviously I default on the side of letting people make individual choices about... <laughs> what to do with their own circumstances, whether those choices turn out to be immoral or not. So.
1: Yeah. At some point, I know we had that one episode about it where we talked to uh, Kyle. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on your name, Kyle. If you're Blanchette?
2: Watching. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the professor. I would like to come back to it at some point. Samuel Say wants to do a conversation about it yeah, it's a
0: fascinating topic. Yeah. And, you know, someone in chats like, "Well, a heartbeat indicates life. You don't yes. need a heartbeat for life. Life happens immediately. There's immediately life. A heartbeat is not where rights come from. otherwise, I wouldn't be a carnivore. So the question is like, where do rights come from? And I think the religious answer is humans inherently have rights because God infuses them with a soul mm-hmm. at conception. I understand that argument. I, I'm not religious, but I get it. Um but secularists don't have a good answer for that. Generally, I, there are answers, but they're complicated. I don't think there's a good answer. And so that's when we're having this discussion in secular society, it gets messy, right? It gets messy. (sighs) all right. I think we've done, I think it's probably time. This has been a long coffee. Yeah.
1: We have to end because you guys, we are doing a live interview in two hours. With yes. Seamus from Freedom Tunes. If you guys are are not fans or familiar with Freedom Tunes on YouTube, you should check it out. He's an amazing animator, and I got to meet him in November uh, at Temple's election day thing when I was when I was there, and had some really interesting conversations with this guy. Uh, he's Catholic. We talked about God. We talked about um, politics. I mean, he's just. He's wise beyond his years, too. This guy, like, he's in his twenties, and I'm asking him for life he's advice, because yeah. <laughs> like, I was just so impressed with him. I can't wait to talk to him. He's very funny, too. The did you see that picture he gave us for to promote the episode? It's such a, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> it's such a bad picture. We had a better picture, but he would, wanted us to use that one. So there we go. Me
1: up. Anyway, I hope you'll join us. Uh, it is Irish month. And his name is um, Seamus. So we are having an Irishman on.
0: Go ahead. I know you want to mock me. So go ahead.
1: Oh, Carter didn't know how to pronounce Seamus. You, <laughs> think, I'm, you think I'm weird because I think Dr. Seuss looks like Cat in the Hat. But yes. you, you were saying Seamus. <laughs> I
0: I was, I I'm not like into the Irish thing. I don't know. I was I'm like, this is a weird name. Carrie and actually every like literally everyone else on the unsafe space team was like are you a moron that's how the Irish spell Seamus the answer is yes sometimes I am a moron that was one of the examples Uh, so uh, yeah two more super chats really quickly B Allen says the Senate votes no on a $15 minimum wage 58 to 42 thank you for the update B Allen. that is uh, hey they did something almost always when the government does something right it's because they voted no on something so that's good uh, Swiftner says one way authoritarians are consistent in their willingness to impose any amount of cost to any life other than their own. So long as their own conscient convenience and feelings are protected and validated. Yeah. They're not, they're not consistent to principles, but they are consistent to, <laughs> they, they are consistently, uh, they have consistent allegiance to their own whims. That is totally true. <laughs> they do have
1: that. Oh. All right. Cheryl wanted me to, in the chat, wanted me to remind you that. Oh, I for I forgot. Let me pull it up and see if I can find out who made it. Um, someone in the unsaved space, knitting space on Telegram posted a photo. They made a, a new yarn color in your honor. Did you see this?
0: In my honor?
1: Yeah. It's called intermittent frivolity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... Let me just tell you. I think I can find who made it.
0: Uh, if you have a picture, send it to me. I'll stick it on. The okay.
1: Desk. Elizabeth can knit. Uh, you and dye yarn. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. We can put it up in the next one and actually get proper oh, credit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'll well, do thank that. You but it's a very beautiful color. Yarn. Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Carrie. I will see you again in
1: I just want to say, hours. okay, I know we're not getting into a long abortion thing here. I know we're leaving. But I did want to say, because I saw some people in the chat talking about this. Mm. To be clear, in case I wasn't clear, I believe abortion is immoral. But I don't believe, Yeah, I
0: wouldn't do it either. Yeah.
1: I don't believe that everything that's immoral should be illegal. So that's where I have my... Discomfort. Talk about setting a discomfort over what the laws should be, because I believe that there are certain things that we 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 agree on, uh, like murdering your neighbor. Certain certain things that are immoral that we all agree should not be legally allowed either. But when it comes to deciding about what's going to happen, because it also in, involves your body, I just maybe maybe my opinion will change at some point but it hasn't yet i was just doing kind of a taking stock of what i still think and i'm like no i i don't think the government should have the right to to, to tell you that you can't do that up to a certain yeah. point but i know that people people who i respect like samuel say disagree with me and i would like to talk to him more about it so we can have that conversation but
0: yeah yeah anyway no I, and but just to be clear i would i i agree and i wouldn't i would, I would advise people not and to I, do it I wouldn't do it and yeah yeah And like a
1: lot of um, things I think we sometimes look for politics to solve cultural problems. I think we have a very a cultural sickness in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> and, and you know we're banning Dr. Seuss books but Cardi B is winning awards for WAP.
2: You right. Know, we live in a very right.
1: sick culture and right. I think culturally we need to figure out how to talk about if you believe abortion is immoral like I do, how to talk about it and and sway the culture on it, because um, I will say, looking back on what I used to believe culturally about it, I didn't have I didn't have that same belief when I was in social justice. I, I very much um, came to believe it was something um, without any kind of moral Value whatsoever, like I said, no different than getting your tonsils out, and I think that's wrong. And we have people now who culturally they've been fighting the culture war for a long time. That the thing about you know that the slogan they used to have about we abortions need to be safe, legal, and rare they didn't mean that. They they have of course they, they didn't. There are comedians yeah. and entertainers now who have shout your abortion shows. And who, who talk about it flippantly and who talk about it in a really just disgusting, cruel way. They do it intentionally way. to bother
0: the pro-life yes. crowd. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it, yeah. it'll it make you cry to hear some of the stuff they say about it as if it's as if it should be cel- – they say celebrate it. Celebrate your yeah. abortion. That's awful, yeah. I think.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. And I just want to clarify. Someone said – a couple of people in chat have said morality is subjective. No. I do not. No. Morality is not subjective. Uh, it, It will always be, it is objectively immoral, for example, to walk up to an innocent person and shoot them in the face. That is objectively immoral. It's immoral in every culture. It doesn't matter whether a culture decides that it's okay by their law or customs. Morals are objective. It doesn't mean we know the right answer. And I think abortion is one, for me, abortion is one of those ones where I look at it and I say, okay, I've heard arguments. I don't know what the right answer is. I do believe there is a right answer. It doesn't mean I know it. It doesn't mean, even if we knew it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the law should apply it. But morality is not subjective. As soon as you start saying morality is subjective, you've lost all moral high ground for being able to make any arguments about anything. Is female genital mutilation okay? Well, morality is subjective, that's what they like. No, no. Morality is objective, it's not subjective don't get don't fall into that trap
1: i think what they might be talking about is how do you talk about like jonathan Haidt's book um the righteous mind that's
0: descriptive not proscriptive i'm talking about philosophy not moral yes your moral feelings are subjective because all of your feelings are subjective duh that's like you didn't need jonathan Haidt to say that that's clear yes we feel different ways about things and that's subjective morality philosophically is is not about how you feel it's about determining what is right based on objective standards. Right. That's what morality is about.
1: I think you have a pretty Christian outlook about certain things, despite being an atheist.
0: I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't, I don't even view that as Christian. I, I think mm-hmm. this is where the atheists failed because they knocked down religion. And then they were like,
1: and we've got nothing
0: to replace it with. So, Hey, <laughs> enjoy your moral subjectivity. Woohoo! Like that's hey, not, you know,
1: let's replace it with Netflix. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's some Cardi B. I don't know. Right. Like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Atheists. Uh so anyway, this this could be a long, okay. long Yeah, discussion.
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Uh all right.
1: Join us in two hours with Seamus. Not Seamus. <laughs> yes. Seamus. Yes. See you then.
0: I'm a Seamus of you. All right. Uh, bye, Carrie. Bye. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh uh, we will see you in two hours. Take care.
2: For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. You know, I quite enjoy marking humans for cancellation. It gives me purpose. You should try it sometime. Censorship is such a nasty term. I prefer to call it stakeholder free speech. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean, that's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Did you know that the curve is almost flattened? Just 15 more days. I promise. Computer voice, Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.